0: Video games. They're cool. They're a thing.
1: They are. Last I checked anyway.
0: What if there was a television series based around video games?
1: We're in luck. There is.
0: I mean, there's quite a few.
1: Yeah, but like, (laughs) this this one's good.
0: Surprisingly so.
1: So there's that.
0: From your friends at Square Enix...
1: Ugh, don't call them my friends. The
0: publishers of this manga, which was adapted into an anime.
1: Yes. So we're talking about two things, technically. That's true.
0: We're, talk- we're talking about three things. Oh, Jesus. We are. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of The Season Lammy Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, manga, all of them. Hello. I'm Jared, joined as always by the Doctor of Owls, and Ladium.
2: <laughs> Hello.
0: Uh, this is episode 127.
1: Why did you just spit on me?
0: Because this is revenge for when that time you said you were going to spit on him. Okay. He, he, <laughs> he was playing the long game.
1: The long game. <laughs> the long
0: con. Ugh.
1: He just spit all over me. Anyway.
0: Anyways, uh, hello. We are talking about the animated series High Score Girl. Yep. It's an anime. It's an anime about playing video games in the nineties, uh-huh.
1: which is exciting.
0: The Japanese arcade scene,
1: yeah, based in off the nineties,
0: based off the manga of the same name from your friends at Square Enix.
1: They're not my friends.
0: Um, before we get into talking about these episodes, I got we got I got a hot tip for you. Okay. Uh, did you know this? Uh, there was a time where this manga was. In danger of being shut down?
1: Yes, because of all the legal issues. Because of
0: legal issues. From Wikipedia, everyone's favorite source of everything. The source of knowledge.
2: hmm
0: On August 5th, 2014, that was like five years ago. Jesus. Osaka District Police searched the offices of Square Enix, <laughs> the <laughs> publishers of High Score Girl, acting on an IP violation claim by SNK Playmore, stating that the manga allegedly featured over 100 instances of characters from The King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, and other fighting games. Mm-hmm. In response, Square Enix voluntarily recalled all printed volumes and temporarily suspended production of future volumes in digital sales. However, the, mon- m- the manga continued its run in monthly Big Gongen. In August 2015, it was reported that Square Enix and SNK Playmore had reached a settlement, canceling the lawsuit and enabling the manga to be sold again in different formats. It is also probably the reason why, if you read the manga and you watch the anime, there are a ton of uh, credits for all the various games that are featured in said series. Yes. Just a pro tip, uh, if you're trying to do something like that,
1: you know, get the rights
0: first. Don't don't yeah. don't just wig it and think everything's gonna be okay.
1: Yeah. Not not the best idea. I don't know how like copyright law works in Japan, but
0: I think it's a little I think it's a little more a little less stringent than it is over here, but yeah.
1: But obviously like it's a good idea. And usually like with something like this they'd be like, Oh, you know, as long as we get credit, you know, because it's not gonna I don't know, it might be negative or they're like hey you know you can't use the actual name you have to like use a similar parody yeah yeah not when you're like Um, taking
0: just like actual sprite rips and (laughs) showing like screens and everything
1: (laughs) right that makes it a Um, little more suspect which like guile is an ongoing character in this Mm -hmm. like he just shows up and talks a lot you know as you do when you're guile
0: it's true if I was Guile, I would just show up and be like, hey, what's up, folks?
1: Um, if I were Guile, I would just want the theme playing around me at all times.
0: That's also very true. <laughs>
1: like, you got to have that when you have, like, the best theme of all of them. You're not wrong. Um, But yeah, Uh, so yeah, pay attention to rights. It kind of matters yes. sometimes. This is an instance of where it mattered.
0: Which which is a good thing they got that all like squared up and everything because like,
1: <laughs> squared up. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Like this
0: series lives and dies on the fact that like it has the rights to games from this time period.
1: Yeah, I mean it. It wouldn't have been as fun in my opinion if it had been like real weird knockoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are a lot of references, like a lot, a
2: lot. <laughs>
1: And, like, imagine if they had, like, a dollar store version of Guile doing all the dialogue where Guile shows <laughs> up. Like with a mustache. It would have been really disappointing. Yeah. And not as funny and not as charming. Mm-mm. So, I, I'm i glad that they got it all worked out. But at the same time, like, yeah, just just get the rights.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Also, this anime has music in it from famed video game composer Yoko Shimomura. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Which obviously that fits for the time period this is set in. Because she was doing right. a, lot of, a lot of stuff at that time. I think specifically around Capcom.
1: I mean, she did Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Um, obviously, the connection to Square probably made that a little bit easier to loan her out to do, to do this.
1: <laughs> Don't say loan her out as if she's equipment. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's just funny. That's
0: the way it she's goes. Like,
1: they're like... Yeah, we just need to check her out for a few few hours, have her do a couple songs. It'd it, it be fine. Just that, that's it. We'll return her. We promise. God. And then, like you know, they end up getting late fees because they didn't return her in time. I work in a library. You can tell. You
0: do. So yeah, th- there is a lot of video game stuff in here. Like you get, you see actual like consoles. Like you see like the Famicom. You see a Super Famicom. You see a PC Engine. Uh, there's a playstation uh a Saturn maybe
1: the Saturn's there at the what was the the graphics
0: that's the PC engine
1: okay cool yeah it, it has a different name in there that like
0: yeah the pc engine is the Japanese name and then turbo graphics is the
1: there we go, turbo graphics um which is another thing is that um in the the dub they do the, translate yeah the,
0: they the localized names yeah
1: um, although, like, they get the dates wrong of a few things, and that was a little weird, but, you know, you can't expect perfection. Good
0: job, Netflix.
1: Gone!
0: Delay it, delayed the show for everyone to be able to watch it here legally, and then you mess up dates.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, saying that Street Fighter, um... Street Fighter 2 came out in like 1987
0: is inaccurate. Just slightly.
1: Yeah. I mean A Street Fighter came out in 1987. A Street
0: Fighter did come out in 87. You're right.
1: But it but it was not Street Fighter 2. Um one thing that uh we should talk about because I know that it's like a, a big thing for this, and it was something that I noticed while I was watching it. This has a really unique art style, mm-hmm. like really unique.
0: It's a it's it's a mix almost of of two D and three D art. Essentially, it is. Which it's like
1: very it, very odd to watch sometimes.
0: It fits the art style of the manga very well.
1: Oh, definitely, and I'm not saying that it's mm-hmm. a bad thing. No, it's no, no, just no yeah, me very either. different. It's,
0: it like it's just the way that they they make it. It it definitely like invokes that tone and and fits that art style like way better. I think than if it was just like traditional 2D yeah, like it might have been a little bit harder to to really make it work but I
1: get I, I agree with that Um, I liked it a lot it was a very interesting anime to look at mm-hmm. so um, I think that that's exciting uh, and the ending art reminded me a lot of um, the ending of Chobits <laughs> which just kind of weird that's not
0: something you would really expect to hear
1: <laughs> no but it did like if you watch them side by side it reminds me a lot of Chobits. Yeah.
0: I can get that. It's just yeah. it's not something that I was expecting to hear.
1: Yeah. Um, so I watched that one like every time. I didn't watch the opening every time but I watched the ending every time because was like, I like this. This is kind of zen. Kind of chill.
0: I'm guessing they did not include the promotional material they used when the show was airing in Japan at the end of each episode. Because at the end of each episode in Japan they would like promo a game that yeah like, they do that they do actually
1: yeah they like set up an arcade and he tells you a little bit about no, no like,
0: not that not that um oh, okay this was more specific about like well, this might have actually been like is either the bumpers or like the post credits after like the the arcade info dump oh okay yeah because like, that
1: was always at the post credits was like him talking about like an arcade game yeah. or something
0: uh there were there was a few skits where they would like kind of hype up specific games that were like coming out around the time so like they did oh, some no. about the the Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition, um, the SNK Girl Fighters game, and then something else. that I forget? No,
1: they didn't do that. That,
0: that makes sense because those were very specific and of the time. Because mm-hmm. I really wouldn't have played if specifically with Netflix. But uh, I thought that was a very interesting thing that they they did along with the anime as well. Just to like, hey, you know, here's this game or here's this like it's this company that is in this series represented, here's a game that they have coming out, especially with, like, Street Fighters. Like, oh, here's all these Street Fighter games that, you know, you've probably seen in this show. Here, Here's a reason to go play them.
1: That's actually really smart, though. Especially yeah. since yeah. they were, like, trying to play nice with them. hmm You know, it's a really smart way to be like, hey, we're playing nice. Here's some promo. <laughs>
0: here's some free yeah, advertisement they, if you let us put your stuff in.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, they didn't do that here. They just yeah. did the, the arcade bumps. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um... I thought I was gonna say something about a brain fart, so never mind.
0: Goodbye to your brain.
1: Yeah, I mean that's kind of just the case <laughs> well, this week.
0: <laughs> so So Let's dive into this series, I guess.
1: Uh okay. We can first like give a general overview, I would think, which we've kinda talked about it, that it's about like the the nineties arcade scene. Mm-hmm. Um but you have these two main characters that you deal with um pretty regularly and um it's what Haruo Har- Haruo yeah um and then Akira um
0: it's weird to hear them like as like their first names because the japanese dub obviously gives their family names that's all you hear
2: mhm it's
0: like i i like i barely know their first names <laughs> And you would be the opposite.
1: And that's usually how I, I am, because I watch dubs a lot. Yeah, but, um, which
0: we should mention, you watched the uh, the dub that Netflix made for this. I watched the series when it was airing in Japan because Netflix had a hold on it and wasn't releasing it until much later in the year. And I was like, that's stupid. Netflix, you're f-ing trash when it comes to anime.
1: Yeah, but I got to hear JYB. You did
0: get to hear JYB.
1: And for the record... Because people like to dump on JYB. Um, He did a fantastic job on this. Like, it doesn't sound like him when you first hear it. And, like, every once in a while you'll get a hint of, like, that's JYB. But he really pulled this off. And he actually pulled off playing, like, a younger kid very, very well.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Because usually I hear him as, like, an older teenager or a young adult, something like that. So I've never actually heard him play, like, a kid. And he was able to, like, adjust his tone very, very well. Um, I was really impressed. <laughs> like, you go, JYB. <laughs> um, there you go. That's the quote of the week. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, you have these two main characters, and they... Uh, You kind of see, like, how they navigate friendship and relationships, but also just, like, the 90s arcade scene and how gaming was evolving at the time. That's your general overview. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Haru is basically, like, just normal adolescent kid growing up who loves games. Uh, Akira is basically a rich person.
2: A rich person. A rich
0: person. Uh, She is very wealthy. She also just doesn't talk.
1: She doesn't talk, ever.
0: Hmm. She 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 communicates via
1: <laughs> facial expressions and grunts.
0: Facial expressions, and, grunts, and physical and violence. Movements. Yes, or violence. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah, it, and she's also like, you know, kind of the trope of he's very average or below average, and she's like a very popular person, even though like people think that she's like very shy, which I guess she is. Um, she does very, very well in school, so they're kind of like polar opposites in that sense, which again is a trope. But
0: and um, also that they don't really know, like that she's super into games, like he is.
1: Yeah, they don't know that. Um, so you kind of have like this opposites friendship type thing going on, and um, it's pretty cool.
0: Uh, essentially, that's kind of how like the first episode sets everything up yeah Where that so happens you, and uh basically they get into an encounter at an arcade he gets beat and he's like who beat me I'm, I'm supposed to be this f- best person ever here at the arcade and he like sees her street fighter
1: specifically. yeah
0: and he sees it's her he's like what <laughs> what
1: yeah so it starts because he's like been playing himself up as like he's the best person at this arcade at street fighter 2 he's amazing as guile he can beat anybody he has streaks and then, like somebody comes in and picks Zangief, and he's like, "Oh, interesting." Um, and then just like completely wrecks him, and he's like, "Who could have possibly done that?" And he looks around the arcade, and he's like, "Oh, oh, what?" <laughs> um, so this is where he learns that she is super into video games, mm-hmm. and he starts to see her kind of like as a rival at this point because he wants to get better than her and beat her. Mm-hmm. Um, which one of the things that keeps coming up, which is hilarious, is, like, actual Street Fighter techniques of how you're going to fight against certain (laughs) characters. Yeah. So, like, the guile turtling comes up, like, Mm -hmm. a million times in this series because, like, it comes up as him talking about, like, regular things, but also he'll talk about (laughs) guile turtling, like, because he's actually (laughs) playing the game. Um, So... It's pretty funny how they use, like, actual fighting game techniques to refer to, like, real life things, too. Yeah. Uh, because I've definitely done stuff like that before where I'm like, yeah, this is this video game type thing. And then I'm like, oh, right. People don't know what that is. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that's that's where we kick this off is they uh, they now know that, like... She likes to play games, and he has been completely wrecked by her. And he's named her as his official rival because he has to beat her. That's episode one. Yeah,
0: and basically that leads to them like going to a bunch of arcades together. Like they'll play against each other and with each other, but mostly it's playing with with each other. Is just like she's playing and he tries to join in, and and, and she and like actively tries to like make his life suffer.
1: Yeah, um, like one of the things that happens is they're playing, um, is it Final Fight that they're playing? I think so. And, um, she's, like, doing a barrel trick where she can, like, get a high score, and he broke a barrel before she could do the thing, she got, like, real mad at him. (laughs) And then he realized, like, oh, this is how she's playing it, I'm doing it wrong, and I'm kind of hindering her, and, um but yeah, they like to play with each other Mm -hmm. and, um, the funny part about, um, this episode and I, have learned in this, that his mom is a very odd character. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah,
1: but, um, like, this is where you learn a little bit because he brings it up like probably approximately 10,000 times in the series that she's not allowed to have home consoles. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, nobody at school knows that she's into this hobby. And because she's like from a rich and proper family, she's not allowed to have them there. So, her um, her chauffeur essentially like helps her play arcades. But then also, she just runs off from him sometimes and plays arcades. Um, but she ends up at his house because he is sick, and she's bringing homework. And she gets to play on his home consoles.
0: Which, which it should be stated, he is—he's that weird person you knew growing up who didn't have like a Super Nintendo, or a Genesis. He had the Turbo Graphics, yep, or the PC that, Engine.
1: He—he's he, that guy. He, he was the
0: one adamant that the PC Engine was the best console out of those three.
1: Yep. Um, and his mom like makes, like pancakes Mm -hmm. and basically is like you're cute please stay forever and love my son (laughs) um also don't get into shenanigans i'm like they're like in middle school but it turns out they're younger than that Mm -hmm. um but either way like don't tell your kid to get into shenanigans that's weird um but yeah she like tucks into those pancakes like it's nobody's business she loves them um, but he also realizes like she's not very good at home consoles yet because she's not used to controller or the way that it works. But he's telling her like, look at the difference of this game and this game, and look at this one, and it's so cool. And she's appreciating that he's like sharing this with her, mm-hmm. and she's real excited about it. Um. So like, we've. With- Come to a, a part of I, I, I'm kind of like separating this series into arcs. Um partially arbitrarily, but you know, what if this is our podcast, we do what we want. I'm trying to find um, the
0: one game that they show off that like he has her play. That's it's a,
1: the like China something. China
0: Warrior, yes, because it has the big yeah. sprites.
1: Yeah. He's
0: like, Look at how big they are.
1: Yeah, China Warrior. <laughs> Um, so God. she plays that and he, he she's like very awkward with a controller and um but she likes it. And um so with the um like the way that this arc kind of comes to a close is there's a few things that happen. One, um it's the end of the like summer vacation mm-hmm. they're They're coming to the end of the school year and all that. You're not, not school year, but the summer part of the school year anyway. Yeah. Um, and so they hang out with some friends and they originally like are supposed to go as a group. And several of the friends are like really into this girl. Um, they end up in like the CD arcade part of the music park. And he, Eventually, like, when they come out and she's looking at the Ferris wheel, um, he's having, like, an inner monologue because the guy tells him, like, oh, you know, we're not taking any more people. And he's like, okay, this is weird. I'm disappointed. Like, why would I be disappointed in this? What does this mean? Oh, well, I guess it means nothing. (laughs) Um, So we start realizing that he's, like, thinking of her in a different way than just as a rival at that point. Um, But, you know, he's, like, in elementary school, so you you have a hard time making sense of, like, the smallest things. So, of course, you're not going to figure out, like, feelings for somebody. Right. Um, And... We also have the, the scene where like she essentially like runs away with him, um, to go check out this like 10, 10 yen arcade, um, that they've heard about this urban legend. And so they, they go out there and they find it and they go and play for a bit and then they leave and, um he realizes that he left the bike key in there and he goes to turn around to get it and it's all spooky because um like it's all closed and everybody says that it you know the the guy was banking on the boom and it didn't happen and he died and that it closed in 1987 and they're like, um, and she can't deal with anything scary. She does not like scary games, and nope. she kind of freaks out anytime that that happens. So she loses it. Um, and also like their one form of transportation, which was the bike, is now unusable. So they have to walk. And um, I think one of the cutest parts about this is that she's wearing shoes that end up like rubbing blisters. And he's like, oh, you know, it's not going to be great, but, like, just wear my shoes. So he walks, like, in sock feet for the rest of the way and gives her shoes, to, uh, gives him her shoes. Wait, no, opposite. <laughs> gives her his shoes. Um, so that was really cute. He carried her shoes the rest of the way. And then he gets hit by a car.
0: Which comes becomes <laughs> a, a notable thing that happens throughout this series. <laughs>
1: Um. Yes. So he gets hit by a car. Um. Just casually, as you do. And um, the the chauffeur is like, I've been looking everywhere for you. Where have you been, young miss? Oh my goodness. Um, and we in- we learned by the end of the episode that she's um moving. That she is going to California. I think. California, With california her here she comes yeah and um everybody's supposed to say bye to her and give her like a goodbye gift and he goes to school and was like oh i forgot i'm sorry i didn't bring anything and he has like an inner monologue of i i just couldn't think of the right thing um and so everybody's like man you're a jerk why would you do this you suck and Um, eventually he runs to the airport as she's leaving, which like, this is not a thing that would happen anymore. Um, but he meets her like at the gate when she's about to board and gives her like a ring that he had gotten at that 10, 10 yen arcade. And he was like, I I couldn't think of anything, but like, I'm going to give you this and this is all I can give you. And I'm going to miss you and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to beat you one day. (laughs) Um, you know things that kids worry about, and so he gives her the ring. She gets like dragged off as she's crying, and um, oh my god, Loki just brought me a Mister Bill. Oh, it's really cute. What a good boy. Um, so she she is she's gone. Netflix, please. Why did you just like go to a different screen?
0: Because <laughs> it's a bad app.
1: It is a bad app. I'm sorry if it yells at me because like
0: are you still it's watching bad. it's
1: a bad app um so that's how we end our first arc like he's met her he realizes that they like games together he's decided she's the rival he might have feelings for her then she leaves arc one done
2: mm-hmm.
1: um arc two we're going to middle school and we have a new friend that shows up new girl new girl she's blonde she's
0: got an arcade in front of her her house so (laughs) what better way to to hang out than just play in front of the arcade cabinet all day long
1: yeah so um that's really the gist of like what happens here and how he meets her and all that like she she's this new person in the middle school and she has never played video games doesn't really understand it um What's her name? Hideka. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they end up like playing. It's some version of Street Fighter, I'm pretty sure.
0: Uh, this is a Street Fighter 2 Dash, which is a Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition.
1: Ah. Um, and she ends up picking um, as well and like doing pretty okay with him. And he's like, Hmm, interesting. So this kind of like sets up a a new dynamic of like potential friend that is a girl who is playing video games, Um, even though she's still like very not interested in it. Mm -hmm. And um, I think this is also the part where they're supposed to go to like a a Christmas party type thing with their class. And he ends up like blowing it off to play games and she's like, well, we didn't go, so I may as well like trade gifts here and she like gives him gloves that she knitted. I
0: think that's the case.
1: (laughs) And um. He's like, you know, it's. Uh, she's like, you know, if you're going to be out here playing games, you know, it'd be good for you to have these gloves anyway. And he's like, it's going to be kind of hard for me to play with these gloves. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. No, I just still have to, like, adjust things. And, um, so she's kind of, like, interested in who this person is and thinks that he's a weirdo at this point.
0: She's not wrong. Which,
1: I would say, she's not really <laughs> wrong. Um... And uh, her dad really likes installing new games. I do remember that. He gets real excited about it. <laughs> um, so you have kind of an interesting dynamic building up with these two, and that she is not at his level yet of being able to play fighting games, but she's interested in it. Mm-hmm. But she's very like hesitant about being interested. And, um, so they go to an arcade together and they're hanging out and playing Mortal Kombat because, you know, Mortal Kombat in the 90s is exciting. <laughs>
0: Which is it's interesting to see, like, the Japanese side of, like, what they thought of Mortal Kombat when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Because you don't really ever hear that. It's mostly just no, you don't. What happened over here.
1: Um, but yeah, they, they play Mortal Kombat and, um... We found out that um Haru is like Haruo is really good at um Raiden, Raiden, however you want to pronounce his name. I've heard it both ways. Um
0: Lightning Man.
1: Lightning Man, <laughs> which is hilarious because they have the whole conversation of like what is
2: <laughs> what is he
1: saying? Um, which, for the record, if you're watching on Netflix, and I often do this just because I sometimes have a hard time like differentiating what people are actually saying, um, so I put on subtitles a lot, even if I'm watching it dubbed. Um, turns out the dub script and the translation, like the subtitles script, are completely different. Yeah. Um. So my guess is they probably like translated the Japanese and put that as the subtitles with it, like retranslated it in a different way for the dub.
0: Yeah. That's usually how those go.
1: I mean, sometimes they match. Uh,
0: Usually there's some difference.
1: Not usually this bad, but um, like they often had just like a completely different script. Yeah. Um, But in this case, um, like the script was very, very different. And, um, they had him yelling, Pass me the mustard in the dub, which was very funny. Um, and she ends up picking Sub Zero. And she's like, Huh, oh, this is a weird game. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to like mash buttons and figure it out. And he's like, Oh, you know, that's not cool. Button masher, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and then um, she. And he's like, Oh, but there's no way you'll pull off a fatality win. And then she does, and he's like, What? <laughs> How'd you button mash your way to a fatality? Uh, so he starts like respecting her a bit more, mm-hmm. even though he realizes like she's she's button mashing, she's not quite there yet. Um But he's like, Okay, cool, you know, she can hang. How about this? <laughs> she can hang. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's more about like their growth of their friendship and all that. Um,
0: but he never really like puts her in the same pedestal as Akira she
1: she is not the rival no she's not a threat to him at this point because
0: even like throughout like while all this is happening, he'll sometimes like monologue about how he wishes she was there so like they could have another match and see how like he's grown and how she's grown and what would happen if they they had like another Face off again and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's definitely not at that level with, with um, Blondie. Uh, like, he obviously likes hanging out with her and likes talking video games. I think he would talk to a wall about video games. Oh, totally. Um, but, you know, she is, she is not a replacement. No. Um, so... What do what do we have going on next? Is this like where we have the return happen? The
0: return.
1: Okay. So um the return is is this arc, I guess. Um, which ends up putting in some uh conflict, I guess. Um that he's like at the arcade, he's playing this game. It's it's one of the new ones, I'm pretty sure. Like Super Street Fighter, maybe?
0: Uh, probably.
1: I remember Cammy's in it, so.
0: So would that would like, be Super? Was she in New Super before Turbo or? Hang
1: I on. think Cammy was in New Challengers. There's so many b- versions of Street Fighter 2 that, like, I and different get them names. Mixed up. It's it's complicated. Anyway, um, so you have um. It's not him playing at this point, though. It's her, right? What do you mean? Like, I, I'm trying to remember um, because she, um, Akira, Akira p- picks um, Akira, however you want to pronounce her name. Um, she picks uh, Akuma, and, and who was a secret character. Secret character. And I'm trying to remember who was playing against her. Oh, I remember how it went. You
0: would know better um, than I would.
1: <laughs> okay, so Haruo is um, playing, and he, he has a streak going, um, but he has to run to the bathroom. And so he runs to the bathroom and leaves her, and is like, don't lose my streak. Like, you can do this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, and so,
1: she, out, yeah, so she's playing, and then... Uh, she she picks her character and she's like, Oh, are they having a hard time picking? Like they keep going the different character Who is that? <laughs> um and so like gets completely destroyed with uh, Akuma. Um which they pronounce it differently in this version. I've never heard it pronounced that way, but the Japanese
0: know. name for Akuma is Goki.
1: They didn't say that. They they called him Akuma. Oh,
0: they called him Akuma? Yeah. Ooh.
1: Yeah. I've never heard that pronounced that way, but
0: I don't. That's weird.
1: Um. But anyway, I've always heard him called Akuma because I am a white person <laughs> who is very terrible at pronunciations, yeah. and apparently everybody around me is too. Uh,
0: um, by the way, uh, Street Fighter Two X or Super Street Fighter Two X is Turbo. Okay.
1: Super turbo. turbo. Cool. Um. So we have the return.
0: But he doesn't know it because he comes back okay. and she's gone.
1: Yes. Um, but she's like, yeah, man, there was somebody who was really good, and they picked this character I've never seen before, and I am sorry I lost a streak. And he's like, oh, it's it's okay. It's fine. We'll live. Um, so, he still does not know that she is back. And, um the next episode is the class trip class yes trip. that's what this is class trip to Kyoto. You, know, you always have to have a class trip um one of my favorite parts about this episode is um uh, when they're on the bullet train and the teacher comes up and is like i know you didn't bring like a portable game console right and he's like no you know i i understand where priorities have to be for a trip like this and then he like Snickers, and it's like that's because I brought the actual console to hook into the TV at the hotel. I want to play with my boys. And I was like, "You nerd!" Which has
0: already been established before. I think that like he has the portable PC engine,
1: uh huh. Which is just like,
0: we- who in their right mind owns that?
1: Yeah, he has that. <laughs> um. Also, I guess worth mentioning because it says in the the um. Summary, that um, Hideka is, like, actually really getting into this now. Like, she is a Super Nintendo and buys a bunch of games for it and um, is, like, actually interested in starting to play video games now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, side note. Um, but, yeah, so they're on the bullet train. They're going to Kyoto, and um, they have, like, a stop at one point And the teacher who basically looks like a stereotypical like martial artist type character um I think they're trying to like do some kind of odd like Chinese stereotype yeah um but he's he's like motion sick and needs a soda and so he gives um Haruo like quite a bit of yen like it's a solid amount of money and he's like, go get soda and you can have some too. It's fine. So he like decides that he's gonna go out and he's gonna buy soda for him and his friends and also the teacher, and then he'll come right back. Um, but then he's having a hard time like balancing all of them and drops some of them. And um and so Hidaka like goes out and is telling him, like, we're gonna miss the train. You need to hurry up. I'll help you, come on. And then they miss the train. And he's like, It's fine, we'll just go to the arcade we have money we have money we can arcade things and she gets so mad at him he's like take it out on like the um like the alligator whack-a-mole type game <laughs> um he, he gets to play some games he's excited about that and she's basically like this is your fault what are you gonna do about it and he's like i don't know nothing we'll, we'll walk we'll get to see the lake that's cool right we'll eventually take a bus or a slow train or something we'll get there and she's just like not happy with him even with these like reassurances that he's giving um which he does make a good point that they got to see this lake which is pretty cool
0: the lake
1: yep um what else what else happens i think this is where she starts realizing that she has feelings for him yeah um cuz cuz that's also a thing that starts happening in this series mm-hmm. is that she starts liking him. Dun, dun, dun! Drama! Drama! Drama-lama! drama um, Also, um, the TV thing backfires and the teacher realizes that it's there and takes it away from them. Dun, bum, bum.
0: Rip in peace.
1: Yep. So, um, tragic. They do eventually get to Kyoto, by the way. Um, they just have to take like a bunch of buses and a slow train and all that jazz.
0: But he's not saying Kyoto uh, Long.
1: Nope. Um, because there's a tournament going on. And so he he sneaks off to go to the tournament so he can play. And um, guess who's there?
0: Me. I was there.
1: Oh, my God. Jared, why are you there?
0: I, I had to win. Had to show off my, so, my, my good skills. <laughs>
1: um So they decide that they're, oh, well, he decides he's going to go there and then realizes that she is also there. Because he, so he, he like, had
0: not known yet that she was back. She
1: was back. He's like, my rival, she has appeared. Finally, I can fight against her and win.
0: So basically, he's just like, he's adamant that he's going to meet her in the finals no matter what.
1: Yep. And he does really, really well against most of the competitors. And then, like, there's this one competitor that he's pretty nervous about going against. Mm -hmm. And the guy's trying to do the input to get um, Akuma as his character, but messes up and picks uh, Ryu, who he's not good with. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no. And he loses terribly and, like, starts beating on the game machine. Mm -hmm. Um, But Haruo is excited because he's like, all right, well, it's go against her. It's fine. Um, so they compete, and this is the first time they've played in a couple years together. Mm-hmm. And um, he he doesn't understand why she's not doing certain moves, but you know he he wins, and he's like, "Yes, I did it. I beat my rival. I'm better." Um, and then like as he's being awarded his stuff, he hears in the background the uh, like the people who are running the tournament organizers yeah and they're like oh man like certain buttons on this are broken Uh, I guess like when the guy was beating on the machine he like busted some stuff up and she could only use certain buttons like do we say something how does this work and um, this makes Haro get like pretty upset like you went easy on me you could have said something about like those buttons not working. You could have gotten something else. Like, you let me win. Why did you do this? Um, I forget why they actually got matching shirts. But they got matching shirts.
0: I think because they went to the tournament.
1: <laughs> right. But I forgot why they put them on.
0: Because they wanted to look cool.
1: <laughs> no, there was a reason. Because everybody, when they get back, they're like, oh, why are you guys dressed like couples?
0: They wanted to look Cool.
1: I mean, maybe. I mean, there's there's got to be a reason. But I don't remember what it is. Anyway, they end up like coming back. Everybody's like, "Ooh, couple shirts, cool." And they're like, "Oh, right, it's just Street Fighter shirts, nerds." Um, but so he doesn't feel like vindicated in the sense that he's actually beat her because he felt like she like went easy on him. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah we get to a little bit of a different arc which is like the coming up on a high school arc
0: high school it's where school is high
1: oh my god um, we we are getting older things are changing not
0: getting any younger
1: oh boy no we're not <laughs> um so he's been able to play with her again which is exciting for him because like she she Challenges him in a way that he wants to get better and better and better. Um, and he decides that he's actually going to like give a shit about his high school entrance exams mm-hmm. and like try and get into the same school as her, uh, even though it's like a really good school and his grades are really not good.
0: So everyone's, everyone's basically like, You're not going to do this. And he's like, Watch me
1: which you know we've seen this happen in a different anime that we liked Mm -hmm. um but his doesn't go quite the same way
0: it doesn't but he basically like he, he he devotes himself like wholeheartedly to it. like he's he he basically doesn't go to the arcade anymore he doesn't do any of that he doesn't play games anymore he basically like he turns all of his video game like knowledge and like how that like how his brain works when he's playing video games into like making it to where, like, it helps him study. Yep. As weird as that sounds, like, he basically just, like, focuses heavily in on this and puts in all the work, like, legitimately puts in the work, but...
1: He tries really hard.
0: He comes up short.
1: But he does get into another high school, which is good. At least he got into a school.
0: Yeah, he gets into a school um, where, like, uh, Hideka and, like, a bunch of the other people he knew, uh, or he went to middle school and, like, elementary school went to...
1: Mm-hmm. So like um,
0: he goes to like the the other school, the normal school,
1: which he's he's bummed about. But like he tried, and that's you know something that he's pretty proud of himself about that he actually like gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like bummed out about like not getting in there at first. But he's like, ah, there was no way I was going to get in there anyway. But I tried. <laughs> um, and. By the way, I mentioned it earlier when we were talking, but, like, the funniest part about this entire series is that Guile is just constantly giving this boy pep talks. Constantly.
0: Yes. Guile is his moral conscience.
1: Basically, yes. Like, anytime he has any kind of, like, issue or crisis, Guile just shows up and, like, talks to him. It's hilarious. Um, sometimes, like, E-Honda shows up, but mostly it's Guile. Um... And so now we're in high school, um, and we have a new Haruo crisis, which is that he's been playing home games a lot.
0: <laughs> My Sega Saturn is too good. I am not good at the arcades anymore.
1: So that's that's his crisis is that like he you know he's prided himself so much on being like really great at arcade games he loves arcade games but now that he's had some home consoles he's stuck to that mostly so whenever he goes back to an arcade he's like oh oh i'm not good anymore this is not good
0: so basically he like he gets he goes into like a slump into like a funk and he's just bad and he has to basically build up his muscle memory back build back his skills again and basically he kind of does that by like Going back to basics essentially, but like going back to older games and playing those, rebuilding the skills, and then progressing further and further until he gets into like the current stuff, which is like, I guess around this time would be like VF2, uh, Darkstalkers, uh, KOF 95,
1: 96? 94, I think. Because uh, I, like I, remember, I, I remember he plays 94.
0: Okay. I feel like it'd be um, late though for think, 94 but
1: Yeah but I think 95 comes out in one of these episodes Yeah, and then he's like oh okay now we gotta play that but he does say 94 in several of them Um, but yeah he you know he's having to like go back and figure out like how do I get good again
0: <laughs> hashtag get good
1: get good Um. meanwhile we've learned that uh, somebody else has been getting real good it's me yeah, it is you. Yeah. Um so um Hidaka has been practicing a lot and enjoying herself, but like playing and getting good at video games, but not just because of Haruo. Like that is a driving force, but it's not just because of him. Like she's actually enjoying playing games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's cool. And um she actually gets to like meet akira and like play with her mm-hmm. again so that's um
0: they play some virtual cop
1: they do i forgot about that <laughs> um and she realizes like oh she's on a whole different level from me like and take like two or three shots to defeat something she can just one shot it and be done and keep moving and I'm holding her back which is a lot of what Haruo always had an issue with is he always felt like he was holding her back from doing like well at video games Mm -hmm. I was trying to think if there's oh um this is also the episode where she um where Akira goes missing yes Um, so, she goes missing, and, um, the chauffeur is like, please help us find her, I don't know where she is, and he, like, looks at all the arcades in the town, and he's like, wait a minute, if I were her, where would I go? And so he goes to this other town that, he says a few times can get, like, shady at night, and, um, he... He keeps getting like distracted by like consoles, use consoles and things. And he's like, Oh God, I want no wait, I have to go find her. Oh, I want to no, I have to go find her. Um, and he does eventually find her and she's like got a hundred and something win streak, and he's like, Okay, we gotta go now. Bye. Um and he like feeds her, and then he calls his mom. Is like, hey, we we found her, and like we gotta figure out what to do. And um, the funniest part is that like he calls his mom from the payphone, and his mom's like, call me back in like five minutes. So he just like goes out of the payphone. he's like, we gotta call her back in five minutes. <laughs> um, and turns out that his mom's solution to uh, figuring out what to do about this is to just get them a hotel room. Um one hotel room.
0: A singular one.
1: Yep. Um so they, they have to stay in the in the one hotel room and he pulls out I think it's an NES that he bought? He bought a used console somewhere and he pulls it out and they start playing it and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're still bad at console games. You still not have one." Yeah,
0: cuz this isn't it a top loader. Yeah. Cuz it got the Wishbone controllers. Oh god, my alarm.
1: Oh no, alarm. Scared me. That's a different game. Um so they're playing together and um at one point which, you know, they they have the awkward thing at the beginning of like Oh, we got a shower uh, like in the same area and we got to figure out what we're going to do and like, oh, no. Um, And one of the funniest parts about this is that um, like he's freaking out the whole time like, what is this Western style bathroom? I wouldn't know how to use this if she hadn't gone before me. (laughs) Um, The shower curtain goes inside the bathtub and this happens and why is the toilet right here? Um, So that was pretty entertaining. But yeah, they play games, and he um, ends up having to go to work, which, by the way, I forgot to mention, he has a part-time job now. He's being responsible.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, He works in a bento box place. Um, So he he has to go to work, and he's like, okay, I'm going to work. I'll be back at 11. Don't go anywhere. I'll come get you. (laughs) Um... And so he's like, you know, go out to sleep. It's fine. Um, and so he he leaves her, comes back and gets her, and everything's honky dory with the the um whole like running away thing. Everything works out. Um
0: and essentially that's the end of the, the first season. Yes. Because there's some there's some bonus episodes that they put out afterwards, correct? Um. So these are the ones that I'm more familiar with because I've watched them more recently. And by Yay! more recently, I mean like five months ago. <laughs>
2: well.
0: Um. But this is like the the one arc of the manga that I was very much looking forward to seeing adapted, and I was mm-hmm. bummed that it didn't happen in the first season. But then, like, I was like, okay, maybe they'll put it out in the the bonus episodes, and they they totally did, and I was a very very happy with You that. are
1: happy Jared. Yes.
0: Um, so essentially uh, Akira gets like banished and banned from going out and doing anything fun.
1: Yeah she ha- her, her tutor is like you have to like be a member of this family a productive member you have to do all these things you can't have fun anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: So that happens uh, her, Akira's sister is basically like thinks it's all her fault for going against the family way and like now it's just being thrown on to Akira and all this sort of stuff. So a lot of that's happening. Um meanwhile Hideka confesses her feelings to Haro and he's just like, huh
2: <laughs> and
0: what
1: she uh she makes a challenge mm-hmm. to him that um if he wins she'll drop it and if she wins then they have to go out on a date they have to play fighting games yes
0: so they have like a big competition a big uh best two out of three i
1: think two out of three yeah yes um
0: so they have all that he he basically he takes it seriously but like he underestimates her at first essentially because he's uh-huh. like oh, it's a deck I, i'm not really gonna have that much problem with her uh she goes off in the meantime before the competition and goes off and like trains in this other place like meets up with like this one group who she like
1: Super gamers.
0: She beats them, and they're like, "Oh, you're good!" And then, like, she goes like and trains with them, and get they get her better and like more adapt to like what she's good at and like what will help her win this competition. Um, mm-hmm. So they have like an episode basically devoted to like the entire competition, and I forget exactly like which games they play and like what order, but um, I think the first game she takes,
1: she takes it pretty. Pretty easily,
0: because he's just like, "Oh God, this is uh, not what she used to do. This she is much better than I remembered."
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, all the meanwhile, like her new posse is just like taunting Haru and like jeering him the entire time. Anytime like he does anything shady, yep, <laughs> like boo this man. Um, the second game he takes, but it's still very close.
1: Yeah, and it looked. It looked like it was going to um, like go the other way at first because she like took out two of his characters um, with her because uh, it's like a tag team type of game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you have three characters. She took out two. They're like, oh, this is going to be easy. You're going to take him down. And then he takes down like her one that she's comfortable with, and the other two she had picked just because they were like secret characters and they were. Tough, but she didn't know how to use them. Mm-hmm. So once the one she knew how to use went down, she's like, Oh god, I don't know what to do. So she <laughs> lost that one.
0: And I think they end on uh Darkstalkers. Yes. Um, and and she's very confident in this. Like she's like, yes. if there's anything that I can do, if I can if I can win any game, it's gonna be this. And basically that entire match is like extremely close. Yep. Like it's a lot of like high tech, uh, big guarding here and there, getting out of the way of supers and all that sort of stuff. Um but he's able to win.
1: Yes. He wins.
0: And, and they're all mad.
1: Yeah, they're all like, we're gonna beat his ass in She's like, No, it's okay. Like he he and she actually freaks out and is like, You know what? We're gonna do more fighting. Like we have to do more of these and you know, we did actually this right blah, blah 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 he's like yeah yeah okay whatever I won <laughs> um so she kind of like backs off with the whole feelings thing for now for now
0: for now uh there is a there's an arc that happened in the manga uh where you know stuff will happen that this pops back up again
1: Oh, I believe she it she, she
0: changes her challenge oh no or I guess her challenger I should say um, oh. but we'll, we'll see that in season two but uh, the final final bonus episode is the one I was really looking forward to because it's very goofy and also real real good um, so Harrow meets Akira's sister because he thinks it's her and like he gets surprised that it's not but like she knows who he is um, yep. and a lot of it is like him trying to, to figure out like okay are my feelings for Akira actually real and all this and everyone around him being like just freaking go for it already. What are you doing? Yeah. So something happens and, like, she basically is like, okay, I'm going to go buy you a game. And
1: she... she gets him a dating she sim. She buys
0: him Tokameki Memorial, which is perfect.
1: Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> They're
0: like, okay, you need to learn how to talk to girls. Here's a dating sim. Here's the most popular dating sim ever created. And here you go. This is how you're going to do it. And, like... She like she goes and watches him play and like his mom's there and then Hideka shows up as well because she's like, I'm gonna take this PlayStation home. And then they're like, yep. No, we he needs to learn to play this to to learn how to talk to girls. And she's like, well, I guess I'll stay and watch.
1: So they all three watch him <laughs> and he's like picking options of like what he what he would do <laughs> and also like trying to stick with one girl, but then um like messes up because he's so nervous and eventually he like Gets through the game and nobody dates him. And they're like, yeah. How did you end up with no one? What is wrong with you?
0: Like, there's a point where it's like, Hey, we should go to the arcade. And he's like, Oh, yeah, we're totally doing this. And the girl's like, I don't know. But like, What do you mean? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then there's another part that, like, they actually are at an arcade and, um, it's like, what kind of games do you want to play? He's like, shooting games, that's awesome. And then she's like, I don't like those. I'm like, you're supposed to pick crane games, what are you doing?
0: Just <laughs> so the girls is like completely harassing it the entire time. Like, your choice is terrible, what are you doing? Yep. uh, so
1: he ends up alone. yeah, so I told him to study, keep playing.
0: Uh, Togi Memo uh, is also like the game they parody in uh, Nose Lucky Coon,
2: yeah, which I'm is figuring. which
0: is very good. Uh, so that all happens, and like it's supposed to help in all this. He also learns that like she's had or Akira's had basically a ban put on like all games and everything. Like she got like uh, the chauffeur got his job taken away because he had concealed a Game Gear in like his yeah. car for her to play, and like that got found out. So now he's like a maid in the house essentially. So she mm-hmm. can't really go anywhere or do anything. But uh, her sister and Haru come up with an idea of like, well, let's let's smuggle in a console to her. And I'll make a game for her. So, like, he gets, he gets like, a, a Super Famicom, and he gets a, a copy of RPG Maker.
1: And he gets so into making this RPG mm-hmm. for her. Like, he is so into it. He spends days and days and days making it. And he's like, she's going to be the hero, and we're going to have some bosses that are in the mansion, and, like, the final boss is going to be your tutor, mm-hmm. and... Uh, he, like, builds in, like, an arcade in there for the main character to use. And it's super cute. He spends a lot of time on it. Very good. And um, eventually, like, they're able to give it to her. And she, like, is able to find happiness again in the house because she will, like, go over to the chauffeur's room and play it for a bit and enjoys, like, what he's done for Because,
0: mm-hmm. like, they keep sending it to her because, like, he keeps making updates for it and everything. Mm-hmm. Um. But eventually it gets found out and, like, the, the the tutor throws it out, which is bad yeah. because, like, I don't think it was – it wasn't his console and, obviously, you can't get that game back. Right. Um, I think at one point – I don't know if it's it, – at one point – She,
1: like, breaks down. Yeah. She, like, cries and runs out and –
0: At one point, the tutor goes over to Haru's house and is, like, talking to his mom, like, he, he is a bad influence on Akira. You should not – do this but she's like trying to play it cool when his mom's in the room and then like once once she leaves like she's like lays into haru and then his mom comes back like oh what were you saying to my son about how he's like trash and everything yeah let's have a talk
1: yeah it's really funny because like his mom for the most part throughout this has been like sort of like an odd woman and kind of irresponsible and weird um but at this point um when the the tutors over there um it starts raining which is when she leaves and she's like oh the rain i have to go get this stuff and so the tutor takes it upon herself to like lay into him there She's that's when she's like oh so what do you think about my son like what are you saying and um she stands up for him for one which is great mm-hmm. but two um like, the tutor is like, yeah, he just really needs to stay away from her. And she's like, how about you borrow this umbrella and, like, Akira can bring it back to him? Or, you know, my <laughs> son can get it from her at one point. And it's basically, like, dropping a very subtle, like, F you, lady. Mm-hmm. Um, And Haru was actually really excited. He's like, Mom, thanks. You know, you defended me. I didn't know what to say. Like, I wasn't able to defend myself because of, like, respectability and all that. And she's like... Eh, you know, you, if you're a high schooler, like that wouldn't have been okay, but I can
2: defend <laughs> you.
0: Um, Eventually, I think the tutor comes back and, like, after the whole console incident, because, like, she realizes, like, what it does to Akira and, like, how it really, like, angers and her and messes her up. And she's like, I messed up. <laughs>
1: yeah, she comes to him at work.
0: <laughs> and it's like, Here, I need to reimburse you for this. She actually she buys him yeah. a Famicom twin. Yep. Because she doesn't obviously like, know the, like, the difference. She's like, Thanks, I guess.
2: Okay.
1: The funniest part is that he's like adults need to stop calling everything a Nintendo.
0: <laughs> uh, that's good. Um, And I think at the episode ends on like he's going to go to this convention with his mom because he doesn't mm-hmm. have anyone to go with obviously and like They're, like, rounding a corner, and, like, uh, Akira shows up with the umbrella, and his mom's like, oh, it's fancy meeting you here. Why don't you two go on ahead? It's all right.
1: The funniest part about that whole scene is that, um, like, they're about to cross the street, and then Guile tells him, like, no, wait. (laughs) And, like, he's standing there, not crossing the street, and his mom's like, oh, no, we're missing the light. What are you doing? Guile told me me to wait. And he's... (laughs) Like the fact that Guile told him to wait, and then she shows up to bring the umbrella back, and it's like, "Oh, that's why Guile told you to wait."
0: Thanks, Guile. Guile
1: knows everything. He's a good egg. He is a good egg. Um, so they get to go hang out with each other, and this uh, this event, and they have a lot of fun, like seeing all the new games, and they, um like, at the, at the thing, and on the train back, they're, like, going through some of their swag, and he's, like, oh, man, you got a bunch of junk. Like, I, I like to go for practical things, like a fan. And then, um, he asked something to the effect of, like, what's your favorite thing that you got? And he was referring to, like, in the actual bag of mm-hmm. stuff that she had, but she reaches under her shirt and pulls out the ring that he had given her, um, like years ago at this point. Yeah, music. Like, you still have that. So very cute. It's super cute. <laughs> Romance. Um. So yeah, we have season one and like OVAs under the belt mm-hmm. at this point.
0: Uh, season two will be hitting in October with the fall season. So of course that means Netflix will get it in 2020. Because Netflix yeah. is
1: trash,
0: um. But yeah, that'll that'll be the uh, that'll wrap everything up because the manga is obviously ended as well. Um. So you, you want to hear some uh, hot previews of what you're to expect in season two? Yeah. Uh, Akira versus uh, I Figured that she's is going to challenge Akira over the feelings thing. And like basically yep. just like see like can I be good enough? Can I match her skills and all this stuff? Um Haru figures out he likes he likes her.
1: Good, finally.
0: But he has his plan to win a tournament and confess to her. Uh-oh. Which she's also in.
1: Uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh.
0: So there you go. Big, big things happening in season two. Oof.
1: That's exciting. Yes. Um. One thing that I will say is that like it was very alarming how violent she is. Yeah. <laughs> she's very violent. She is
0: very violent.
1: She just, like, headbutts him a few times. Like, that's one of my favorite things, is that's how his sister, reco- uh, her sister recognizes him, is that she's like, oh, it's from the sticker pictures. And, like, in the picture, <laughs> he's being violently headbutted <laughs> because he's like, oh, you know, this is girly, and I don't like it. I'm just going to make a face. Boom. And she's like, boom, no. <laughs> And, like whenever he goops up on something in the game, she like stomps his foot or if he says something she doesn't like, she just punches him. Mm-hmm. like, Jesus lady, learn to like <laughs> emote yourself without violence. But that's what she does. I mean, he
0: does get hit by the the chauffeur's car multiple times as well.
1: Oh, that's another thing, and I forget which episode it is, but they're having like a moment, and I thought that they were going to like smooch it out, but <laughs> then he gets hit by the car.
0: There's a, th- that happens late in like one of the episodes as well, and the chauffeur's like, "This is a very nostalgic feeling."
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, it, it's really funny. It's really good. It's a good gag. Yeah. Although, like, God, that poor kid's got to have so many like body issues after getting hit by a car like three times.
0: Just see some wall chicken. He'll be fine.
1: Nah, give him an ice pack.
0: <laughs> an ice pack in a video game.
1: Yep, he will be fine. He gets sick twice in this, which is kind of amazing. To get sick in like fifteen episodes twice. But like, it is over
0: the course of multiple years, so.
1: I, well, I was gonna joke that that's owl levels, oh. but yeah, right, it is of course over several years. But. Um. But also, like, it's very clear he doesn't like take care of himself. No, nah. he just like stuff like focus on games. So yeah, it makes sense that he would get sick. The getting hit by a car thing's not his fault. No, <laughs>
0: just gets bamboozled.
1: He does some great spins when he gets sick. He though. does.
0: He spins very much.
1: Like... <laughs> um. Like the show yeah it's fun I like marathoned it you did <laughs> um which is funny because I was like on the elliptical a lot of the time that I was actually watching it so I was like oh god I'm gonna the issue is I was like oh I'm gonna go on the elliptical like while I'm watching this and I'll watch like an episode or two and then I'll get off the elliptical and then I'm like oh god my legs are gonna get jacked because I keep watching this <laughs> um but it was super fun and I watched it in I think like two days basically yeah so, um, I'm excited about the, the next season. Excite bike.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a it's a unique show though, um, in terms of like art and the actual like fun gaming aspect of it. And like you said, like for me, it's different seeing like Japanese perspectives of these games that I played a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's exciting.
0: But also, you'd see a lot of games, a lot of games, a lot of games.
1: I, I love seeing games.
0: Not everything, though, of course, because of course not. But like, right, a lot of Capcom stuff, stuff, stuff. A lot of SNK stuff. Um, those are pretty much like the two big heavy hitters that you see. Um, obviously Sega's involved because they have the Saturn and uh show up, and then like VF shows up as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like a lot of a lot of different things you'll see in there. You won't really see any like mainline Nintendo stuff. No. Which makes sense, but uh. I
1: mean, yeah, the systems, but that's about it. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, it's a lot of a lot of fun. You get like a, a lot of just moments where you're like, "Oh yeah, I remember that game. I remember that game. Oh, that game. That's fun."
1: Also, how many anime do you know that has Mike Hagar in it? That's, Honestly, that's
0: that's very true.
1: Mhm. Uh-huh. He's he's, legit. he's the mayor of the world. The mayor of the world.
0: So there you go. Um, Yeah. Let Guile be your your moral center. He will guide you to great things.
1: I'll have to consider that, actually. It might help me in life.
0: (laughs) Just have him sonic boom through your problems.
1: Perfect. I'll I'll Guile turtle through life.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's going to pretty much wrap this episode up.
1: Yeah, we did it. We
0: did it. Yay: Did you know the uh the voice actress who plays Akira in the Japanese version was in Love Life Sunshine as Ooh. female student? <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice.
0: There you go. Your one connection.
1: Um I will again say like the dub of this is really, really good.
0: Yeah, it's the one thing I'm like I'm kind of bummed that I haven't gotten to see. But like I saw like all the voice uh, talent attached to it, and I was like, yeah, that's probably that's probably real good.
1: Yep, it's real good.
0: So there is there's that. Um, but yeah, like it is. If you want to watch it legally, it's on Netflix. If you want to watch it illegally, uh, you probably have to suffer through really bad fan subs, like really. But also, really we're not gonna give bad, you
1: recommendations because we'll really get in Really
0: bad. Like, let's throw in some racism in there.
1: Oh God, yeah, why?
0: fan translating people think they're funny
1: oh god ew
0: but yeah um definitely check it out though yes it is well worth the watch especially if you're into the things that we talk about all the time
1: which we are obviously
0: obviously well all right well uh, that will wrap up this episode if you'd like more from us go to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.cool we where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like the Seasonal Anime Checkup and Jared and Al Watch you can also find columns and reviews on the site as well if you want more from Anladium, go to AnLadium.com. she's got columns and reviews and you can follow us on Twitter Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup and support us on Patreon Patreon.com slash SACOVA uh, next week will be a thing
1: it'll be a thing. We'll figure it out.
0: We'll figure it out. We have a movie to watch eventually or we're just going to keep pushing that back. We'll see. We'll see. Something else might pop up and be like, "Oh, you'll we'll just do that instead."
1: Yep.